0: Going Linux, Episode 396, Edit and Manage Photos on Linux, Part 1. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
0: We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open-source applications and using them to get things done.
1: If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinux at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
0: In today's episode, part one of editing and managing photos on Linux.
1: Hello, Bill. Hey, Larry. How are you today?
0: I am doing well. And you? Anything new on the distro hopping or non-hopping front? (laughs) Uh, Nope.
1: Uh, Still on uh, Manjaro. I got some of my first big updates uh, a couple weeks ago for uh, both my machines. The first one was about uh, 1.3 gigabytes, and um, it worked well. Everything's worked after, and it took about 25 minutes. And my little test machine, it was that one was only like seven hundred and thirty megabytes and it took about fifteen minutes. Still loving with Euro, so it works great. Um I didn't instantly install, I kinda waited to see if I if it would break if I waited a little while. No, everything just worked. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh the uh, only thing I uh I, wanna many ran about is I hate PDFs. Oh wow. PDFs that we've been dealing at work. Uh, we've been having to use uh, um, some PDFs for a project we're having, and even on Windows, PDFs are a pain. And
0: um, yeah,
1: I, I was able to use Linux to you know, do some basic editing, but I just hate PDFs. No one likes them. Um, software, some you know, you have to have a, a license to from uh, Adobe to you know to. To try to use to, them. to yeah. use them and you know they you you might use one program and it might change a setting and then the other person can't use it. it's just PDFs are nightmare it's like
0: yeah.
1: yeah proprietary formats like that I just wanted to go and just say ah I hate these we have battled with these things and forever but we finally got them done and that may PDFs burn uh, in the bowels of Hades forever.
0: Yeah, PDFs are one of those things where it started off, uh, we need a format that we can put documents into that are essentially a picture of a document. And rather than photo editing software, they decided to come up with this proprietary thing. And then eventually it became, oh, now, you know, we've got a lot of demand for editing these things. So let's add that in and oh we want to do forms and so it's grown over time and if they had just stuck with some word processor or something, it would probably have made it a lot easier. but hey
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you're, you're causing me to have uh, uh, terrible flashbacks of dealing with these I mean this is this was a week long uh, event. Um, You know, we at work trying to get these and they had the software, but if this old version of the software uh, wasn't updated to the most current one, then the ones they did wouldn't work for other people and other people, if they were using a different program then to, to edit the form then it, it would save it and it wouldn't be editable for these other people and it went yeah. back and forth and it was just it wasn't just Linux it was Windows uh, and I just oh, like, yeah it, and we were all just like we all hate PDFs they just they are just a nightmare and right yeah so anyway, enough of the PDF but it's just like saying I I officially hate PDFs. With a passion, and along with half my other coworkers, we just want to burn down a, uh, anybody to come up with this idea that PDFs were a good I- were a good idea to use for this project mm-hmm. so anyway, moving on to something much more f- um, interesting and fun is when I was putting together this episode i i didn 't realize how many photo applications that are available on Linux the, the ones i've listed today in today's episode are just the tip of the iceberg and then i another thing is i realized that photography is, has its own language and and oh, yeah. its own uh, technical terms and really you know just i'm sitting there going I'm stupid. Okay, I mean it's like I did not realize it's like trying to understand uh, a whole different cultures, uh, uh, features, and uh, you know I was uh, when I was putting together it's like what does this mean? And I went and had to actually Google this stuff. And it's like oh, and even the Google explanation made me go, what does that mean? So right, yeah, right. Yeah, the photography is fascinating, and it's deep, and it's um, uh, it's it's really interesting. But you're just going, wow! I didn't realize I was that stupid. Uh, well, but it's you fun. have to
0: you have to think about the fact that you know for over 200 years they've been developing their own language and technology and everything else. And uh, just for the listeners, uh, neither one of us, Bill nor me, were. We're not experts in photography, so we may get some technical terms wrong. We'll try to define the things that maybe um, we don't understand, and usually that's from Googling. (laughs) But uh, hopefully we get most of it right. Uh, Our main objective here is to continue on with our series around uh, providing some uh, episodes that give you an idea of what you can do practically do with uh linux and photo editing uh and managing photos and creating photos and editing photos and all of that are uh, are all part of a very rich suite of tools that are available for linux and uh that's that's the purpose of this episode
1: yeah and i might get a handle on it in oh, i'd say five or ten years you know come on
0: there you go uh, yeah sure
1: Uh, There's lots of uh, YouTube resources, and I've watched uh, a few of them, especially on some of the ones we'll be talking about today. And halfway through it, my eyes are glazing over going, I never realized how much these things can do. So, Yeah. With that said, today we're going to go over some programs that you can use in Linux to manage your photos from viewing them or to modifying them or to even uh, organizing organizing them. Uh, One of the great things about Linux is there's a good number of choices.
0: Oh, yeah. And we're we're not going to be going over all of the programs. That would be impossible. But we are hoping to give you a starting point. So let's see what we have to talk about, Bill.
1: (laughs) Okay, Larry. The first thing uh, you need is a way to get the pictures into the computer and have them ready.
0: Oh, camera! Plug them in.
1: Go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's that it's that easy, but it's not that easy. So okay, you you have to get them into computer so you can start organizing them and then viewing them. So let's start. Uh, with that, and and see what we you what we have to do. Some of these applications will do both, so we'll try to let you know when the application will import them and organize them as we go along.
0: Right, exactly. And yes, you can take a USB cable from your camera directly and put it into the uh, USB port of your computer, or you can take the SD card, if your camera has one of those and or mini SD card, depending on what you've got and plug it into your laptop, let's say directly or through an adapter or reader or something like that. So once you have the photos in your computer to begin working with them, uh, you'll need a program to be able to manipulate these or at least as as a minimum, organize them. So the first program we're going to talk about is Shotwell, and we could probably have an entire episode just on Shotwell. It's an image organizer that's designed to provide personal photo management for the GNOME desktop environment, although you can use it on any desktop environment. The main features of Shotwell are these. Import photos from disks or digital cameras. Event Tags and folder-based organization, basic photo editing features, and format conversions. Supports uploading to web services. Some examples of that are Facebook, Flickr, Tumblr, etc. And so with that in mind, what's next on the list of software that we can use here, Bill?
1: The next one we're going to talk about is Digicam. And Digicam is developed uh, for KDE, but like I said, any of these you can w- w- use on any of the uh, your desktop environments. It's just not not locked in, but you'll find Digicam. Uh, in KDE usually or you can download it and it comes with a lot of features with an interface that works real nice uh, the main features for Digicam are its uh, photo organizer it can do albums sub albums tags comments metadata sorting uh, Support it uh, also uh, will import your photos. Uh, it will go, it will import from digital cameras, USB devices, web al- albums, including Picasso, if that's still a thing. <laughs> I think it still is uh and face i don't facebook, know. Uh, uh, maybe so Picasso might be closed down <laughs> now, but if you still have Picasa, it will do it uh in facebook and and it has some other features the then it will export the photos uh so it will it can uh export to various online uh platforms and it can do of course format conversion and of course then it has a photo editor and it has a uh, has a wide range of photo editing operations and i've heard uh that digicam is very good
0: yeah it's one of the first um photo management and editing software that i used uh because i started off on kde and it was installed by default and got to know it pretty well uh certainly no expert but um <laughs> Between Shotwell and Digicam, they have some comparable features, uh, yeah. definitely some differences, and you pick the one that's best for you. And the nice thing about Linux is you don't have to pay anything for any of this software. So as a result, you end up uh, being able to try them without having to make a financial commitment and use the one that's best for you and best suits your lifestyle and, and your work uh, <clears throat> your workflow.
1: Yeah, so you're really, you have lots of choices that you're going to see.
0: Yep. Okay, so the third program we're going to talk about is something called G Thumb. So, Bill, is this something that you look at your thumb and you go, gee, uh, no, I guess no. not. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, kidding aside, G Thumb is a lightweight photo management application built mainly for GNOME desktop environment. It includes all the basic photo management features as well as some editing and advanced operations. Some of the main features of g are Image Viewer supports all of the major image formats including GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call them, and metadata, so XF, XMP, etc. So metadata is that um, data that's included with your photo that... It, Tells you where the picture was taken, what date and time, what the camera f-stop and other things are. So that's an example of metadata. Um, Image browser, all the basic browsing operations, thumbnails, move, copy, delete, etc. And bookmarking support are also part of the image browser. Image organizer, organize photos with tags, catalogs, and libraries, importing photos from Digital cameras, web albums like Picasso, Flickr, and Facebook, uh, all are provided as integration. And last but not least, image editing, basic photo editing options, including filters, format conversions, and stuff like that.
1: So we have another one that it's a little bit uh, it's interesting, and I'm just doing it in there. Um, And it's a little different from the others, and I just wanted to throw it in here as an honorable mention. It might be good for people that are moving over from OS X or Windows. And I'm going to try to pronounce this, I'm going to murder it, but it's spelled P I W I G O. So, uh, I guess Pi, Piago, I guess. That's as close as I'm going to get to it. Anyway, it, yeah, good enough. Um, it's an open-source photo gallery program written in PHP uh, with a large community of users and, and developers uh, fe- uh, featuring a number of customizable features and themes and pluggable interface. It, it's been around for over 17 years.
0: Oh, wow. And,
1: yeah, and I, it's more than I can say for some of these cloud solutions that, that most of the mobile phones uh, use as a fault now. Uh, Piago I think that's uh, has a mobile app uh, too so you can sync straight from your phone so I grabbed I grabbed that from their website uh, if nothing else it's great to see there's an open source solution uh, and one of the cool features is that you can uh, self-host this um, if you don't want to use like Google uh, Drive or Amazon or anything like that you can actually uh, host this on your own, um, hardware. Uh, but they also offer a service that you, you can let them host it too. Uh, and, you know, they, they charge a fee and after the trial period, but it might be an option if you're looking for something other than that's what's been offered by Apple, Google, Microsoft, or Amazon. I kind of went and watched one of their tutorials and it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, but it's also nice that if, You don't want to pay them anything and you have some uh, you know whether you have a digital ocean droplet or whatever or your own server you can uh, take that software and you can uh, run it and you can use that to to sync your photos and store your photos Um, and so it's kind of like if you want to self-host it that's great if you want to let them do it uh, they can uh, also help you with that, you know, make it as simple as any of the other cloud solutions. It's not really a, f- uh, a f- you know, it's the same as ones we're talking about, but it was just one I ran across. I had never heard of it, and after reading about it and, and kind of seeing um, maybe uh what it was able, I said, well, this is definitely an honorable mention. So if you're looking for a place to store and do some basic editing and stuff, maybe this might help uh, or might be of interest.
0: Yeah, so unlike Shotwell or Digicam or G-Thumb, this isn't an application that you install on your computer. This is a cloud-based thing, right?
1: Yeah, it's a cloud-based thing, but what the cool part, since it's open source, you, if you don't want to have them host it, but you want to host it and you want to control all your, where all your photos are and where they're stored, uh, you can actually put it on a, one of your own servers or you can use one of your, um, you know, uh, another uh solution you're not locked into an apple google or um hmm. uh, or amazon ecosystem so i just thought it was I thought it was kind of interesting
0: yeah that's that's interesting so if you use the cloud solution, you have to pay a fee if you download it and install it on a server, your own server and I'm assuming that if you only have one computer, you can make that computer. The server as well. Do you still have to pay a fee for using the software or downloading it? So you can use it in true open source fashion as installed on a server then. Okay.
1: Yeah, true open source fashion. Uh, How uh, I think they make uh, how they support the project is um, people that um, have, you know, large amounts of of photos and stuff that they don't want, they want to have complete control over. um, Yeah. They, these guys will host it and stuff like that. But if you want the, uh, the same features but you don't want to pay them anything, you go right to their website. I'll show you where to get it, and there's uh, some tutorials and some um, uh, ways that you can just say, okay, I want it on my server, and I don't want to pay anything, and that's cool too.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. good.
1: That's the only one of that for that sort. Just something I thought was uh, fascinating, so I said I'm going to throw it in there. Maybe it will uh, serve someone's need. Their hosted uh, is is very new user friendly, um, but if you're going to host it yourself, you probably need to be a little bit more advanced and to get it set up. But there are it does uh, there are information on how to set it up and stuff. But if you just want something other than what's mainly offered, this might be a solution.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I'm assuming since it's cloud based it has some way of getting photos directly from your phone uploaded to the cloud. Yeah, they have an application base, right? Yeah, they
1: yeah. have an app- yeah, application for your phone. So you can say, you know, upload just like you can do for uh you know, Apple, iCloud or the uh, Amazon or the um what's the uh, other one? The uh the OneDrive for offered by Microsoft, you know, but it's oh, just, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's kind of the same idea. Only it deals, mm-hmm. deals with just photos, so yeah, you can have it. You can take a picture, and I guess you can. I, I don't have it installed, but uh, I guess you just say uh, I, you know, uh, it would automatically upload it to the wherever you have it, whether it's your server or their server. I mean, so mm-hmm. it's just okay. just another option.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds interesting. Uh Moving back to KDE, though, just for a second, there's another program that you might want to try out. It's called Gwenview, G-W-E-N-V-I-E-W. So Gwenview is fast and easy to use, uh, and it's an image viewer for KDE, and it is ideal for browsing and dis- displaying a collection of images. Uh, some of the features it has include support uh, for simple image manipulations like rotating, mirror, flip, and resize. It supports basic file management actions such as copying, moving, deleting, and others as well. It functions both as a standalone application and an embedded viewer in the Conqueror web browser. So Conqueror uses GwenView uh, to preview images and view images within the uh, web browser. And it can be extended using K-I-P-I Plugins. Kipi? Plugins? Kipi. I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: Kip, Kipi. So, Kipi. I've heard of Gwendoor. I think I've used Gwendoor a few times. Uh, I have as when, well, yeah. When I first started. I, um, so, I usually just whatever... Shotwell I've used a lot, but I, uh, there's a few more that we'll be talking about that are kind of my some of my new favorites. But... Let's go on for a little bit. Here's one that's, uh, it's called, uh, GNOME Photos. And their website says that it, that you can use it to access, organize, and share your photos on GNOME. And it has a, and it is a very simple and elegant replacement for using a file manager to deal with photos. So basically, this deals with just photos. So you, you know, when you open your, um, your file manager <laughs> you know it displays everything you have all your documents stuff this one just does photos and it can enhance uh... crop and edit and it's it's pretty straightforward and easy uh... i do not think i have used this one i've looked at it but i've never really used it Um but i'm going to add it to lists uh... of things to try the photos on the website look really good and I will include a link in the show notes if you want to check them out. It says that it is available in Flatpak, and I'm almost sure uh, it's available in a Snap.
0: Okay. Well, uh, with that in mind then, since that particular application is photos only, I have to mention that the Shotwell application and Digicam, and I'm not sure about G-Thumb, but those... Um, applications will handle videos as well. So, from an organizer perspective, you can organize anything that's on your camera, whether it's videos or photos. And uh, you'll probably want a video editor to do any significant editing of videos, but you can organize everything using the other applications. It sounds uh, like GNOME Photos is photos only.
1: Well, it might, I didn't, when I was, uh looking through the website and at the features and stuff, I didn't see it might do it. Uh, I'm not going to say it doesn't. Um, But the only thing I saw it says is is, is to deal with photos. So, uh, If we're wrong, we're sorry. If it deals with uh, videos, please let us know. Uh, But neither one of us have used uh, GNOME uh, photos very much. Uh, I've I've looked at some screenshots, uh, but I've just haven't you know, gotten the time to look at it and play with it. Because as you'll see, the farther down we go, there's even more, <laughs> there's more programs. I could spend a week just trying out photo applications. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is why this is going to be a multi part series here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I also have to say that we have an audience that includes some uh, professional or semi professional or very skilled. Uh, photographers and videographers. So you guys and gals, if you have any uh, improvements to what we're talking about here or amplification of some of the features that you like best, please let us know and we'll include them in uh, future episodes. Yes. So as you're researching this, Google is your friend, and here are some terms that might help Uh, SSE is short for Streaming SIMD Extensions, where SIMD is Single Instruction Multi-Data. Now we're getting into some of that uh, technical gobbledygook that you were talking about earlier. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is useful for performing single mathematical or logical operations on many values at once as is typically done for matrix or vector math operations. And how this applies to photos is JPEG, one of the common formats for photos, is is a commonly used method of lossy compression for digital images, particularly for those images produced by digital photography. The degree of compression can be adjusted, allowing a selectable trade-off between storage size and image quality. And SSE and SIMD are some things that you want to consider when doing just that. TIFF, or TIFF, is a Tagged Image File Format, and it's abbreviated either T-I-F-F or just T-I-F. And it's a computer file format for storing raster graphic images, popular among graphic artists and the publishing industry, and photographers as well. PNG, Portable Network Graphics, is raster graphics file format that supports lossless data compression. PNG was developed as an improved, non-patented replacement for GIF, GIF, or GIF, graphic interchange format. PNG supports palette based images, grayscale images, and full color non palette based RGB or RGBA images. And PNG is typically the format that you get uh, screenshots in, for example, when you take them from um, Mac OS or from Linux and just save it. It will typically be in a PNG file format.
1: As you can see, Larry, that's just some of the terms, but you see what I'm saying? It's like they have their own language and yeah. even the, exp- uh, the explanations... <laughs> Of what these things are make me, make my head hurt, but in, in all seriousness, uh, I just kind of want people to get an idea of there, this is really, it could be as simple as hitting the button to make it pretty, or you could just do pretty much, some of these programs really do a lot. Uh, now that we have an idea on how to view and organize the photos, now let's look at some applications that we can use to edit them. The application that I'm going to introduce is a real powerhouse, and it's called Raw Therapy. And let me spell this because it always makes me smile when I re- read that title or read the name of the application. It's R-A-W-T-H-E-R-A-P-E-E, Raw Therapy, and it's all one word. And when I opened it up, it made me think of Photoshop on steroids, I just started looking at it, and it has tools on top of tools. I'm not even going to pretend to understand everything it does. I just we finally found, I just hit the auto-magical button, and it does its thing. And that's how I've been using it. Um, I went to the website and to see a list of of some of the features, uh, and I'm going to just read a few of them, uh, just because... It does things I have no idea for, I mean, what exactly it does, and it has features upon features. So the good news is open source and it's cross platform, and it has an easy camera-like starting point. Um, it, it, they say it's easy. It made my eyes hurt with all the things and all the buttons and stuff you could do, uh, and that's by the default. Now RAW therapy matches your RAW photo uh, to look uh, like the out-of-camera JPEG, JPEG uh, photo so you can export it as is or make further tweaks. Raw Therapy uses SSE optimizations uh, for better performance on modern CPUs and performs calculations in floating-point <laughs> precision. It has color the color management and using something called Little CMS color management system. It supports DCP and ICC ICC color profiles. Uh, it supports uh, the, some of the formats or uh, you know the raw formats uh, uh, as well as floating point high DR. I guess that's uh, Maybe high definition images. So it, it says HDR images in a DNG format, and supports JPEG, TIFF, and uh, and PNG. One of the cool things I thought is that this one also supports film negatives and monochrome cameras. So it just goes on and on, and and, and it does a before and after view to compare your latest changes to any of the to the previous photos. So if you let you see the beginning and end, I guess. Uh, I usually just hit the magical button and it makes it look good. And I'm like, that works for me. Um, and it has lossless editing. All adjustments are, are are stored in a PPE sidecar file. So, I mean, it, it can preserve and edit and strip metadata from uh, exported images. It's just, it's crazy what this thing can do. And what's really cool and this will be helpful for some of our non-english speakers is it's uh, it has it's uh has 15 it, it, 15 languages that it's written that you know it's localized in 15 different languages so that's just some of the real real you know high level view but this thing is like crazy what it can do uh have you used raw therapy
0: <laughs> no i've heard of it <laughs> But I have not. I don't deal in raw image photos. I am not a professional or even semi-professional or even little bit professional photographer. I take photos on my phone and I look at them and I go, that's nice. And that's I use pretty. Gimp to, yeah, yeah. And I use GIMP to improve them if I need to. And that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it, you, it. Can, you can... It, it supports RAW, but you can all, it all, it will also support the JPEG and TIFF and PNG. Sure. And so, you know, uh, our phones, usually at the our cell phones will take it in like a, unless you change it in the settings, it goes to like a JPEG format. So, but you, so you can even use, uh, it to uh, edit those photos. But I, what I was just trying to get, we're just reading some of that, is RAW therapy, um, is, is amazing as far as what it does and i've only listed a few of them so if you're a professional uh photographer and you're kind of like i you know i need to keep uh you know osx or windows because i need uh, adobe photoshop I, this thing probably does everything photoshop does and more so, if you're interested, I would definitely say, if you know what you're doing, Raw Therapy might be the one for you.
0: So, our next bit of software is something called Darktable. Let me just read a few of the features listed, but a more complete list is available through the links in the show notes. Non destructive editing through the complete workflow, your origin images are never modified. Take advantage of the real power of RAW. All Darktable core functions operate on 4 by 32 bit floating point pixel buffers, enabling SSE instructions for speed ups. Sounds like I know what I'm talking about here, doesn't it? It's very, uh, very, very um, misleading. <laughs> GPU accelerated image processing. Many image operations are light, lightning fast thanks to OpenCL support. Which is runtime detection and enabling. Professional color management. Darktable is full color managed, supporting automatic display profile detection on most systems, including built in ICC profile support for sRGB, Adobe RGB, XYZ, and linear RGB color spaces and WXYZ, ABC, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cross-platform, uh, Darktable runs on Linux, Mac OS, Mac ports, BSD, Windows, and Solaris 11 and Gnome. Filtering and sorting. Search your image collections by tags, image rating or stars, color labels, and many more. It uses flexible data queries on all metadata of your images. Image formats, Darktable can import a variety of standard, raw, and high dynamic range image formats. For example, JPEG, CR2, NEF, HDR, PFM, RAF, (laughs) Royal Air Force, huh? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Zero latency, zoomable user interface through multi-level software caches, Darktable provides a fluid experience tethered shooting support for instrumentation of your camera with live view for some camera brands speaks to your language real photo geek language I guess yes um, Darktable currently comes with 21 translations Albanian, Catalan, Czech, Danish, Dutch, French, German, <laughs> Greek, Hebrew and more, yeah, <laughs> lots more a uh, powerful export system supports G+, that's Google+, which doesn't exist anymore, and Facebook web albums, Flickr upload, disk storage, one-to-one copy, email attachments, and can generate a simple HTML-based web gallery. Darktable allows you to export to low dynamic range, JPEG, PNG, TIFF, 16-bit ppm tiff or linear high dynamic range pfm exr images never lose your image development settings darktable uses both xmp sidecar files as well as its fast database for saving metadata and processing settings all exif data is read and written using libxiv2, libexiv2 libexiv2 and if you understood any of that, you're doing better than Bill and me. So hopefully that was understandable.
1: The, uh, the This is the one that, uh, between Raw Therapy and Dark Table, um, I've been playing with uh, Dark Table a little bit. And one of the most uh, important features that was listed is the non-destructive editing. Because you don't want, uh, it never just you know takes your original and it it will make a uh, from what I understand it takes the original and any changes it makes a copy of the original and applies those changes so your originals never really touched. so you know if you if you mess up you haven't just totally destroyed your original you know, once in a lifetime photo of your. Um, … your your kids, your wife uh wedding photos, etc., um, which can lead to divorce if you mess up those photos. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think one of the important things that we're trying to get across is some of these programs are super simple. Some of them are not so easy. Some of them are very professional-looking and some of these formats if you're not a photographer you might go oh, I have no clue what any of these are the uh I don't know if you use dark table but it's 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 really uh it's really nice to look at but you can just spend and 2 hours just kind of like what does this one do so right. these, you know, these these things you can play with. And if you're a professional photographer or, or a, a hobbyist who does a lot, you, then some of these terms make perfect sense to you. To you, for me, uh, and Larry, I, I can safely say um, we just kind of, when we need it, we plug it in, make a few adjustments, and we're done. So we, we put them in here just to say, if you're moving from. Uh, one of the, you know photo uh adobe photoshop or another proprietary format and you're kind of concerned that you're not going to have the support you need that's where we think raw therapy and dark table will work for you um
0: yeah and if you're coming over from microsoft paint oh boy <laughs> what a learning curve
1: yeah that, that's when you would probably use Shawwell or something like that you know, yeah. to get started but the, the depth uh, of features that uh, all these applications offer, whether it's the you know simple one of you know, one that just offers a, you know some simple you know fix uh, the the uh, the orientation and maybe you know flip it or just to do a, a little bit of color adjustment to changing metadata in a photos or stripping it out or whatever. I mean, there's something here for everybody and like you said we were going to make this let's go one more time neither one of us do a lot of image uh uh changes or or we we might touch up a photo but we're not professionals we just want to kind of offer what is out there in Linux, and if and if we sound stupid, that's probably because I can say I'm pretty stupid when it comes to this. Because, I mean, there's so much I, I don't understand half of it, what these formats. Yeah. I've never heard of them, so I mean, it's just amazing that they that whoever these these application um, and software d- uh, developers have put so much time into open source uh, photo applications. It's wild.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, do we have any more applications that we want to cover in this episode, or uh, should we save them for later?
1: No, yeah, we have a we have a few more. But before we go on, uh, I Google yeah. a few a few uh, a few more of these just to maybe help people understand what the terms because we we just we've been throwing lots of uh, uh, geek speak at them. So, yeah, uh, the, one of them is a uh, it's called ppm a pp M file is a 24-bit color image formatted using a text format. It stores each pixel with a number from 0 to (laughs) 65,536. Okay, Uh, 65K, uh, which specifies the color of the pixel. PPM files also store the image height and width, white space data, and the maximum color value. So hmm. if you ever hear that it, it, it's it's a, a format that stores the image for the file, you know, tells the I guess the whatever the, the editing software what the color for each pixel is, which is crazy. Um and then we have X, uh, EXR and it's a high dynamic uh, range or HDR image uh file format created by Industrial Light and Magic. And it supports multi layer imaging images lossless lossy and lossless compression, and a sixteen bit and thirty two bit pixels. <laughs> There's so many different file formats that you know most people would probably never you know <laughs> they'd take their you know pictures with their phone <laughs> they're probably never going to uh uh really and uh, even know what these are or need them, but it's nice that they're there,
0: yeah absolutely well and i'm sure the uh people who do this for a living would be very appreciative of the fact that all this stuff is available in linux so, yeah no charge
1: so we've we've went talked about royal therapy and we've talked about uh dark table and really made people go my head hurts so i thought i'd end this episode with a simple one <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And I've actually been playing with this, and and it reminds me a lot of uh, a uh, single-paned GIMP. So the next application is called Photox, and its interface is very clean. It does not overwhelm you with choices. I downloaded this from the AUR in Manjaro, but if you go to their website, they have pre-made packages and app images for this application. And the link is in the show notes. This might also be in your repository, so you could check there too. But some of the features are it can organize and manage very large photo image uh, collections. Uh, It has a thumbnail viewer, a navigator, and a variable thumb size and metadata view. It has a click the thumbnail for full size view, image zoom in and out, and pan and scroll. And you can view the uh, gallery of recently viewed or you can, uh, you can view the recently edited images or the newest images that, that you've uh, uh, uploaded into your computer. It has raw uh, file conversion and it can do uh, one or it can do a batch and save as a TIFF or a PNG uh, with 16 color bit color and it can edit raw files directly using raw therapy uh, or uh there's uh it has a feature called photox edit and functions so it can do just you know the basic you know brightness color contrast trim rotate uh you can turn it to photo upside so, the right side up and it can resize and sharpen and these are just some of the main features uh i wanted to end on something it was a lot simpler but it's it's pretty powerful um, if you don't need all these super duper Superman feature, you know features, I would say try Shotwell or um, yeah, Gwynview or Digit Cam. Uh, Darktable and Raw Therapy are really professional grade programs. I think they are because they have so many settings. But if you're just wanting to, you know. Make your images uh, uh, prettier with the simplest way. I would say go with Shotwell, Uh, go with uh, DigiCam. Uh, You know, there's just so many options. You're just gonna that's half the fun. You'll be able to look at all of them and find one that works for you. And if we've totally made this un, if you've glazed over and just can't uh, uh, understand anything we said, join the club because we're like. we don't know what half this stuff does, but we want to kind of throw it out there and say, hey, it's there if you need it.
0: Yeah, my brain hurts. So we're going <laughs> to oh, push out hurts. the rest of this to part two, where we're going to cover a few more applications and go over how some of their features work. If you would like to learn about a specific application, drop us a line. We'll do our best to review that application <laughs> and talk about what it does. Or if you would like to review the application and give us an overview of what it does or how you use it or why you would like to use it if you don't use it now, um, go ahead and record something and send that into us. We'd be happy to share that as an episode or part of an episode, depending on the length. And uh, we'd, we'd be pleased to have you do some of the work that'd be great
1: yeah so yeah yeah, please uh, understand we're not photo guys we just wanted to uh, let you know about the applications and some of their features Uh, we're not experts so if we've messed it up be gentle with us but uh, if you know a certain program or uh, you have a suggestion for another program that you would say, hey, this is a uh, much easier one for a new user or someone, you know, this one might be good for an intermediate user or whatever. Uh, please let us know and we will cover it or I should say, um, I will look into it cuz cause, uh, cause Larry uh is very, very busy editing all the flubs in this this episode out so uh I will look at it uh and uh hopefully it this was helpful
0: yeah, hopefully it is. And if it's not, let us know and we won't do any of the huh? extra episodes, you know, the follow-on episodes. So, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you like these guys are total noobs, you're right, we are, but you know, like I said, we won't take offense when you say, "Guys, you messed that one up." We hope we did all right.
0: Yep. So, our next episode will give us a break from photo editing and stuff. It's uh our listener feedback episode as usual.
1: Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe.
0: We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: 73.